Welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and eBooks. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, send it in to podcast at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join the Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. So today's episode was a lot of fun to record. I recorded with my friend Liz Anthony when she came and visited me in San Diego a little over a week ago, and we just wanted to have a fun little chat, record it, talk about all the things, and if you follow me on social media, I'm sure you've seen Liz. If you listen to this podcast, you've heard Liz before. She's been on episode 89 and episode 140 of this podcast. So if you haven't already heard those episodes, make sure you check them out. But she is the creator of thatpaleogirl.com. She has some bomb recipes on there and some awesome posts. And she's one of my best friends. We always have such a fun time together. We went on a little paleo pizza crawl while she was here. It was just, it was great. Speaking of which, if you happen to be in San Diego and listening to this when it's it's live, I'm having a pizza party meetup at one of the places we went to, Powerhouse Pizza in PB on Wednesday, February 13th at 6 p.m. and it's gonna be really fun. I'm just gonna order some pizzas so you can have a slice or if you want to buy your own full-size pizza at Powerhouse, they're gonna give you a free kombucha. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. I just wanna meet people in the community and I know a few of you who listen to this podcast are in San Diego, so make sure you check that out. The information is on my Instagram page as well, but I just wanted to mention that. If you're in the area, stop by Powerhouse at 6 p.m., on February 13th and come say hi to me. And you know what I just realized is last time I was with Liz in person when I was visiting her in Indiana was when we recorded that last episode she was on, episode 140. And at that time, I was launching another round of the Paleo Women Lifestyle Program and that's what's happening right now too. So in one week, enrollment will open up for the Paleo Women Lifestyle Program. It opens up on February 18th which is next Monday for listening to this the day it comes out. And then the course will begin officially on February 25th. I am anticipating it will be one day enrollment because I have limited spots available because I like to make sure that I can talk to everybody, get to know everybody. So we need to keep limited spots. And then once those are filled up, enrollment will close. And last time that happened just within a few hours. So I recommend getting ready for February 18th when enrollment opens. And if you want to get on the waitlist and secure a spot early, just shoot me an email at christina at christinaricewellness.com or through my contact form on my website. Both will get you to me. So let me know if you want to secure a spot. My waitlist is right now, as I'm recording this intro, about 40% full. So I would hop on that if you are ready to join. If you are not familiar with my program, my Paleo Women Lifestyle Program is the program I created that basically encompasses everything I think that all women need to know to optimize their health and wellness from a paleo perspective. There are no requirements of this online program or online course. 
just a desire to improve your health, to learn about health, and just wanting to be in a really supportive community. We have an amazing community of women. I think it's one of the best parts. And the way it works is I'll pace you out over five weeks and we will cover a variety of different topics, everything from nutrition to fitness, to stress management, to balancing out your hormones, to digestion, to emotional health, to cooking, to grocery shopping, body image, weight management, health and nutrition myths. We myth bust a lot so many different topics and then the content sort of changes every time a new group comes in because I talk about whatever the ladies in the program want to talk about during our live video coaching calls which are so much fun because you're on a big video call with everybody in the group who can make it and me and just like talking back and forth with me on a podcast almost and all the calls are also recorded. If you can't make it, you can watch all the old ones too. So we have those calls and then you're going to get all the video and audio lectures from me, weekly PDFs, all the information. I'll pace you out over the five weeks, but you can go through the material at your own pace. Um, so you, you have access to it forever. And then of course you have access to our private Facebook group forever. And that community is just incredible. A lot of the women have found lifelong friends in there. I have too. And it's a very safe space. And honestly, there's just nothing like it. So I love it. You're going to learn a lot no matter who you are, where you are on your health journey. There are ladies in there who have been hardcore paleo nutrition nerds for a long time and are learning new things. And there are people in there who are brand new to sort of switching over to a whole food style diet. So it's really designed to help any woman, but I'm focusing on women's health specifically because so much of the information put out there is targeted towards men. So many of the studies we have that are popularized regarding health and nutrition information, I mean, those studies were performed on men and women's bodies are different. We are hormonal, we are different we're completely different hormonally. So it's really important to take that into account. And there's a reason why if you just copy what your husband or boyfriend does, um, it might work for him and you might not feel so great. So that's what this program is about. I'm really excited for it. I truly believe that every woman should go through this course and learn this knowledge, especially if you're ever considering working with a practitioner one-on-one. I would go through this course and implement all the changes and you might not need to anymore or at least you'll be in a much better place so that you won't need as many sessions. I've had clients do this program, previous clients do this program and tell me um, in that program you covered everything we went over in like four months and I was like yeah it's a really really good deal and overall much cheaper than working with somebody one-on-one for however many months or even just a few sessions depending who it is and then if you're in the program and you still feel like you need a one-on-one with me, then I offer discounts for the ladies in the program because I know they've already implemented all of the baseline changes so we can move from there and it's a much more efficient process. So really, really excited about this new group. It's gonna be so much fun. I only open this a few times a year and as the group gets bigger, it's gonna get more and more limited in terms of the spots I have available. So if you wanna join the tribe, I would love to have you in it. You can also reach out to me if you have any questions about how it works. Go to bit.ly slash paleowomenlifestyle to learn more about the program, everything you get. You can read testimonials from the ladies who have been in the group before if you're curious to hear from them. And enrollment's going to be February 18th. Make sure you're signed up for my newsletter. You can sign up for that on my website, christinaricewellness.com because I always email out reminders about enrollment so that you don't forget. So again, all information can be found at bit.ly slash paleo women lifestyle 
or on my website, christinaricewellness.com and just click the courses tab. Honestly, Paleo Women Lifestyle Program is magical. It's a magical experience, magical community. So I would love to add your beautiful face into the group. And Liz is in the group and she is a hardcore nutrition nerd and she always tells me she'll go back and watch videos and she was shocked at how much she learned because she wasn't expecting all of that. So that made me proud. I love it. And the other thing that Liz did while she was here was she actually um, ordered some Ned full spectrum hemp oil to be delivered to my apartment because she literally could not survive without it and she had just run out and that's how that's how important the Ned is. We talk about it a little bit during the episode, but if you guys haven't tried Ned's full spectrum hemp oil, you need to hop on it because it is real deal. First of all, the sourcing is incredible. I'm You guys know how picky I am about things and I really want to pay attention to sourcing, especially when it's something I'm putting into my body every single day like I am with a full spectrum hemp oil. And I really think a lot of the CBDs on the market are just kind of placebo slash mark like marketing scams it's not really high quality it's not really showing you real results and i have heard plenty of people say oh cbd doesn't work for me and i go well what are you using because this is where quality matters why do i love ned ned is extracted from only the finest organic hemp plants they're all grown with love which you can taste the difference but everything's made from organic whole natural ingredients they're all small batch slow crafted they source their products from local farms and communities and when you look at the ingredients you'll see how on point it is the only ingredients are non-gmo mct oil and then the cbd and full range of other phytocannabinoids so net is a full spectrum hemp oil so not just cbd it also contains other compounds like the cbg cbc cbda cbga and so on and it's that full spectrum that's going to give you the full entourage effect so to speak which is really now thought to be what is behind the true healing powers of hemp So they don't use any flavorings or isolates or synthetic ingredients, which are more and more present on the market. If you look at other CBD oils, check out their ingredients. Are they trying to mask the flavor with different oils and flavorings? Are they using isolates or synthetics? I mean, you probably wouldn't even know. An isolate is a lab-isolated CBD compound in a white powder form. It's stripped of all of the other phytocannabinoids, so you're not getting that full range of active cannabinoids like you are with the ned full spectrum hemp oil and then i mean ned tastes so good because they literally extract only from the hemp flowers which are known as the buds versus other products will extract from the stalks and the seeds of the hemp plant so kind of the throwaway parts and then ned also uses a really gentle slow ethanol based extraction method at room temperature so no high heat and no high pressure because those can actually just compromise the profile of the hemp flower and compromise the cannabinoid content cbd oil does not get you high remember that and it has a full range of benefits so it can be used as a sleep aid it can be really helpful if you have insomnia or a hard time falling asleep it's also a great anti-inflammatory a natural pain reliever it can help to relieve anxiety depression and even helps with ptsd it's also a rich source of antioxidants and it's been shown to improve a lot of serious chronic conditions like epilepsy parkinson's alzheimer's and more i know for me 
taking Ned every night regularly and even sometimes in the morning or just kind of anytime I have a stressful day, I just... I use the Ned. It has made a huge difference. I sleep so well and it also just really helps calm me down. I just feel overall much better, but I know a lot of people who struggle with insomnia or a lot of inflammation, like if they have autoimmune diseases and I just hear over and over again how this is a complete game changer for people and it completely transforms the way they feel inside and out, which is incredible. And Liz is a testament to that. She cannot survive without it. And I feel the same way. It's just a part of my daily routine and I love it. And I recommend it to everyone. If you're new to CBD, I recommend starting with a 300 milligram hemp oil and then you can graduate up to the higher doses. But I would just start there. And if you want to learn more, just go to helloned.com and check out their products. They have their different full spectrum hemp oils. And then they also have some really nice lip balms. I love their lip balms. The cardamom one and the peppermint one are my favorites. And then they also have a body butter, which is amazing. I started using it. If you have ever any like painful joints or if you hurt your knee or something, put that on. It's amazing and just makes your skin so soft. But you can use my discount code wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, for 15% off of any products from Ned. So that's W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S, wellness. That will get you 15% off of Ned. It's a great gift for people. I like to get people Ned because it's just the gift that keeps on giving and I cannot survive without it. So I highly recommend it. So if you haven't given it a shot, I highly recommend this. Honestly, until I found Ned, I was not comfortable using any CBD oil. So I just never did. And then I found Ned and I mean, my life has changed. I love it. And I also have a podcast with the founders, Rhett and Adrian, and they talk even more about their process. So you can listen to that if you want to learn more. It's episode 145 of the podcast. So check that one out too. You're about to hear even more about why we love Ned so much later in this episode. Uh, but for now, I'm just going to let's hop into this little chat with Liz. We're just hanging out, talking about all the things. And you can give her some love at thatpillowgirl.com. Listen to her previous episodes if you haven't already heard them. Episode 89 and 140 to hear her full story and become her bestie too. So without further ado, here is Liz Anthony. There's nothing I won't talk about. This is wellness realness. So real. It's so fucking real. Okay. Are you ready to dive in? Let's fucking go. Let's, let's fucking go. LFG. <laughs> you what? LFG. Oh my God. Is that a thing? Yes. Can I get a shirt that says that? Yeah, you can. I feel like an old person. I don't know what the cool kids say. My mom. My mom's Are like, you DTF? Can we GTF? My mom. What is the one? Um. Milf. She's like, what is Milf? I was like, I don't think you want to know. Yeah, Milf, Dilf. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, Mother, I'd like to have sex with. Oh my <laughs> god, you're so PC. <laughs> oh my god, how did it get so dark out? Uh, okay, well, it's been a day. How long have we been recording? <laughs> We've been recording for ten minutes. Oh, lovely. Is that okay? Yeah. Um. Wow. Maybe we should tell you what we've been doing. Should we start by like... It's a dark, stormy night. A sa- dark, stormy Saturday night. Should and I say like, hi, I'm Liz? Or do people know I who I am? I think we're past it. Okay. I think we're past it. You can. Okay, Liz, who are you? Please tell me. Um, I'm Christina's friend, Liz. <laughs> 
<laughs> refer to my past podcast episodes if you want a real introduction. Episode, do you know what number of episodes you've been on? No, but I, I don't look know. it up. It's really not important. I'll say it in the intro. It's fine. Okay, cool. Um, Liz has been on the podcast a few times before, and she's one of my besties. And <laughs> she's visiting me from Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to convince her to move here. We'll she's see. Putting on the hard sell. Yeah, I'm. I'm very persuasive. She really is. In general, I I feel like I've told a few people since I've been here. I've like I'm like I'm a very persuasive person. Yeah. Like in general. Yeah, you are. Well, you won't stop until you get what you want. <laughs> so it's like. But I'm also sly. I, I'm not as there are certain things I'm like not pushy about because I just know the more if someone's around me it's like the paleo thing I don't have to push someone to be paleo if you're around me long enough you just turn paleo no but you're like a parent who's like I don't care what you do I'm just really disappointed <laughs> <laughs> like you're not gonna be overtly like mad about it yeah, and pushy exactly. but it's like they know the inner judgment yeah it's like I don't know Christina like this has this has like a lot of stevia in it. What do you think? And you're like, I mean, I don't know. You can do what you yeah, want. Like it's your body. It's your body. <laughs> you're just like, whoa. <laughs> it's almost worse than you just being like, don't eat it. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be the scariest mom. <laughs> you are. I'm going to be the coolest mom, but also the scariest. I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool I'm mom. I'm a cool mom. Yeah. I say that all the time. As that is my favorite movie. But I mean, I kind of like that, that I don't have to be overtly. I mean, I'm just persuasive. I just think I'm persuasive. I think you're blunt. I'm blunt, but I'm also, yeah. Well, for me, you've been very persuasive with this weekend because you've given me, like, the best time of my life. <laughs> because this is the thing people need to understand. I am, I, I don't want to toot my own horn. Toot it. Literally, toot it, girl. I am the best person to, like, travel with if you want to eat well. So true. Because I just... My motto is never have a bad meal. I like, I will not have a bad meal. We have had the best meal since we've been here. Yeah. And every single person who's like with me for a weekend or goes on a trip, they're like, I love traveling with you. Like, I'm like, yeah, because I get shit done. Like I, I we had a Google doc planning out exactly (laughs) what we were doing for every meal and in between every meal. And we followed it. We have hit all the spots. Yeah. Because I mean, there's no time to waste, especially because Liz like got here a little bit late. You poor thing, because you're traveling for a... She was awake for literally 24 hours. It was aggressive. I got... When I got here, I had been awake for like 23 hours, and I thought we'd go straight to sleep, and then we stayed up talking for like an hour and a half, and I was like, well, I've officially made it to 24 hours. Yeah, with pillow talk. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, you made it 20... That was... It was aggressive. Yeah. It's a... And then the tables turned last night as we stayed up. We did a good Reiki session. Oh, we did the best Reiki session. Um, and I slept like a baby afterwards. Yeah. Liz, maybe, okay, let's talk about what Reiki's like. Okay. Okay, because Liz is a good example because Liz is one of my distance clients mm-hmm. and I do Reiki in person when I see her. Um, and so you can kind of speak to, people want to know if distance Reiki even works. Yes. It's real deal. So uh, let me back up and say that when you first told me that you were starting Reiki, I was obviously supportive, but... Mm-hmm. I didn't really know anything about it. Yeah. And like, <laughs> and I was supportive more because I loved you and I mm-hmm. would be supportive of no matter what you did, but well, to an extent. <laughs> um, but I I was pretty skeptical about like, you know, I just thought it would be pretty woo-woo and I just like didn't really understand <laughs> what yeah. was going on, you know? Um, but then the first time you did Reiki on me, I 
felt a difference and I wasn't expecting you. So the first time was distance. Mm -hmm. And I remember that you were telling me things about like my physical body and my mental health that you would have had no way of knowing, Mm -hmm. especially from that far away. And you even told me things that I didn't know yet. Mm -hmm. And then they came, they happened. Mm -hmm. And so that was when I first was like, okay, maybe this is going to work. And then you did in-person Reiki with me when you were at my house for the first time in October. And it was the strangest feeling. Like the energy was so strong. And I felt like I could feel your hands on me even when you weren't touching me. And every single time that I do Reiki, I feel this like really intense sense of emotional healing. Like I feel like you are able to bring out things in me for me to like think about and talk about that I wouldn't have known otherwise. But then I also feel extreme physical exhaustion. Like I am always exhausted after Reiki. And I think that's a huge sign that like, I'm doing some healing Mm -hmm. and that there's been an energy shift because it doesn't just happen out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a form of detoxification mm -hmm. and people usually after Reiki will either feel so exhausted or super energetic. Mm -hmm. And like a lot of people like they're glowing or like, or they're just tired and need to go to sleep. Usually people are really hungry after Reiki Mm -hmm. or like, it's usually either just like extreme exhaustion or super energetic or just like really happy or like over. It's like, some type of detoxification. Right. Well, and that I think my detox I think detoxing makes me tired mm-hmm. because even today we got vitamin or nutrient drips. I, yeah, yeah, nutrient drips, drips and I got a detox one and I've been exhausted yeah. ever since I got it. Yeah, it's a lot. And mm-hmm. but it's also been cool like because you're somebody who does Reiki regularly, which mm-hmm. I think is really awesome. I mean, you get it once, it's amazing, but you know, with you it's like I know you you've had things you wanted to work through and so mm-hmm. we've been doing it regularly and I I feel a shift in your energy and your physical body and your emotion. Like, you know, like last time we did Ricky, I told you, it's like you, your energetic, your aura field is completely different than we, when we first started working together. Mm-hmm. And I know you can feel it too. Mm-hmm. And we've made so much progress. I think emotionally and physically it's manifested itself. And yeah. like, but I think the thing that's interesting for people and that's what, um, I like hearing your perspective because first of all, um, it's like what you said at first you're like, I don't know. And then I just tell people, I'm like, you just let me do it once yes. and it'll speak for itself because it's hard Agreed. for me to explain. And also like what I was telling Lindsay earlier today, I was like, I do it different than most people because what you're saying about, you know, when I bring up things with your body or things that haven't happened, it's like, that's not Reiki, you know, mm-hmm. that's more of the intuitive spiritual counseling side of things. And there are a lot of Reiki practitioners who just do the Reiki, which is awesome. Reiki on its own is amazing. But um, like the more intuitive work is isn't the same thing. Not everybody does or readings and like pulling like the past lives and like picking up things, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's cool and it all works together. It totally does. And I think it's interesting too, even just like, for you to tell me which of my chakras were out of balance, like not only do you balance them, but that's just good information for me to know like mm-hmm. what parts of my life are sort of out of balance yeah. and that I need to work on. Um, because yeah. there are parts of my life that used to be, or, or like shock, certain chakras of mine that used to be way out of balance mm-hmm. that are in balance now. Yeah. And not all of mine are perfectly in balance, but I can see the patterns that mm-hmm. cause them to be out of balance. And that to me just feels like empowering information. Yeah. What's been the most interesting thing you've found out about yourself or that, that you're willing to share through like doing Reiki with me? 
Because it's been a few months, I feel like. Yeah. Um, I've learned a lot of interesting things. Um, I think, I mean, one that, that I always remember is like that you see my heart chakra often um, in nature. Mm-hmm. And that really resonates with me. Um, and it's a good reminder to me too, like that, that I know that I feel better when I'm in nature. And this is like a confirmation for me that like my heart will feel better when I'm mm-hmm. in a forest or mm-hmm. on a mountain or something like that. Um, so I really like that. Um, some of the information you've given me about my past lives, I don't know how deep I want to get into that because that sounds, you I'm sure some people yeah. are like, Oh, this is crazy. It, it resonates with me Trust a lot. Me, we all think it's crazy. Yeah. I don't even understand. And you were the first person I ever saw a past life for. Yeah. And now you've seen two. Yeah. I've, yeah. For you. And okay. Can we talk about what happened last night at the Reiki that was just freaking bizarre? Yes. Okay. So do you care if I get specific about no. that chakra? So mm-hmm. like around her third eye chakra, um, I just saw like this woman with really dark brown hair and bangs and she had this, the, this pentacle symbol on her. And so I knew that after the session, I wanted to go to the, t- it was the same pentacle symbol that is in my tarot deck. Um, and I knew after the session, I'm like, okay, I, I don't know who this woman is, but like, I need to go to the tarot deck and it, it had something to do with the pentacles, um, section of the tarot and so after the session, I told Liz, I was like, we need to do the tarot because I saw this woman and she had the pentacles. And then I go to just, my initial instinct was like, just open the, the book to the pentacle section. And I, I literally just opened the book to a random page and I opened up to the two of pentacles. And I was like about to just read it because I'm like, that just must be the page I need to read. And then I thought I should just have Liz pull a card. Like she should pull the card. So I closed it. I closed the book and then I, I shuffle the deck and I like fan out the cards and I and said, how many cards are in this deck for people who don't know I mean like I think 70 or yeah something? like it's a big deck yeah. of, it's not like there's 10 cards yeah and I I, sh- I open them and I fan them out and I go pick a card and she picks a card and it's the two of fucking pentacles guys it was the exact card <laughs> it's the exact same card and I was like we both looked at each other and the card was like exactly what's going on with Exa- Liz's life so I feel comfortable sharing this if you want me okay, to share yeah. a little bit so I am currently I'm I've been living in the same place for a while and at the same job and I've loved it, but it's just really time for me to move on. And I've been feeling very antsy about moving on. And now I know that I'm either going to go to grad school or take this job potentially in San Diego. And I've been trying to figure out what is going to happen. And the card was talking about how I'm coming to a big shift in my life mm-hmm. and that there, it's it's talking about physically moving mm-hmm. and changing jobs mm-hmm. it literally it was, said those two things those like two things it was all of the things that were happening yeah. and that is the biggest that is the biggest thing that's happening in my life right now mm-hmm. like you just can't make this shit up yeah it was i mean there are so many cards i'm sorry the fact that i opened it to that page and then you pulled that one card it wasn't even like we did a four card reading that time where it's like okay four cards maybe a higher chance but still that's crazy that was like a one it I'm I'm so confused by it, but you know I just, what I am. What shook? I shook. I'm so <laughs> shook. Honestly, though, I'm just like <laughs> I'm telling Liz, I'm just like at this point, I just need to be used to this kind of stuff happening because the universe is yeah. pulling these things out over and over again. But yeah, I know. I'm just so much of this woo woo stuff. I'm still trying to understand. Yeah, but I just have to go with it, and everything work is working itself out. My a theme for 2019 is trust. Yeah. I think I was telling you about this. I like that. And because I really noticed that. I thought you were going to say it's woo woo. (laughs) No, but it is. I mean, trust is kind of woo woo to some people, but honestly it's like trusting myself and tuning into my own intuition more so than like 
outside people or even like, even like outside information, Mm -hmm. like trying to forget about that so much and listen to myself, but also trusting the universe Mm -hmm. and the universe knows what is going on. The universe has your back. It does. Yeah. But if you're skeptical of everything in the universe, it's not going to work out. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, even stuff today, like when we went to alchemy and like, I don't even know. Everything is just like working itself out. Mm Mm-hmm. And even Liz and I were talking about, like, the fact that she got this job offer in San Diego of all cities, which is where I live, which Mm -hmm. is, like, so interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, All these little connections, you know? And that's why it's interesting for me as I've been meeting new people and, like, thinking about the people I meet. And if you – okay, if you ever meet someone – and there's a few things. If you – immediately feel like you know them and you don't really know why or if they look physically familiar like you know you've never met them before but they just you know have you met someone and they just look so familiar Mm -hmm. those people are like supposed to be in your life yeah so pay attention to it or if you meet someone start talking and you have like a very strange connection like don't just write that person off and Mm -hmm. don't try and connect back with them like stay in touch because that person is there like the universe puts gives us these little signs and it's like we have to take them and yeah. follow up on that. And then when you follow those leads, things start to fall magically into place. We should check out about how we became friends. Okay. Because the universe kind of brought us together. Our love story. I love story. So <laughs> Buckle we, up, everybody. We uh, became friends. Okay. I'll tell my perspective, I suppose. Yeah. When I first went paleo, when I, I was sick in college, and, start, and then getting into paleo, and then getting into real food, and then trying to find Instagram accounts that I liked. I was becoming an Instagram foodie addict, whatever. And Liz, I just found on the Explore page, and she was, like, one of the only other people who ate like me. Like, meat, <laughs> vegetables. And they were, like, real food meals, because I've talked about this before, but... For who I follow on Instagram, I don't like following food accounts that are, like, stylized food, really. I'm just, like, mm. I mean, that's fine. I, I like wa- I like following people who cook the way I would eat, like, for actual meal inspiration. Like, right. I don't style my food. I just want, like, I want to look at people's food that looks like mine. Right. And we both of us also agree that we're really grateful for things like paleo versions yeah. of some of our favorite products. But we don't want to eat those every day because they just don't make us feel our best. Yeah. And so neither one of us relies on those. Yeah. And they're expensive and mm-hmm. it's complicated. And I'm like, just give me meat and vegetables and I'm happy. But anyway, so I found Liz. And I remember when I found her, I thought she was like this huge blogger. I had like zero followers and she had like a thousand. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I want to be friends with this girl. I was obsessed with her and like all the food she ate. And then I just followed her from afar. And then... I kind of really don't really know what happened from there. And then we both started following each other. When did you, you start following? You DM'd me one day oh, okay. about, because, so we had a similar health story. Oh, about PCOS. Was it about, so basically the thing is we had both gone through really dramatic weight loss and gut mm-hmm. problems. No, you, you DM'd me because you were having trouble gaining weight. And you were like, I just don't understand how you were able to gain the weight. No, that wasn't me. Yeah, it was. I don't think so. I think it, well, maybe. That was what we talked about when we eventually met up. Oh, I thought the first time I ever DM'd you was about PCOS. It could have been. I don't remember DMing you about that. We've had a lot of I feel similar... like that would be really out of character for me to DM you about that. Because I never, like, message people about that. Are you sure? No. I'm I, not sure. I honestly don't think that was me. I, I just remember that we... <laughs> I can't imagine. I remember that that was something that we had in common, though. Yeah, we did. That we both lost a lot of weight and we had trouble gaining it back. 
Yeah. I don't think I would have asked, like, how to gain weight back, though. Okay. That just seems very out of character. I think I might have said, like, we have very similar health. Maybe that was it. I don't think I would have asked. Because I don't think I had messaged you until I had started, like... Maybe that's right. Because I don't think I was messaging you when I was, like, in the depths of my despair. Probably not. But all I know is... Okay, I guess we DM'd, but then we were following each other. Mm -hmm. And then I remember messaging you about PCOS Mm -hmm. because someone had... It was a possibility that a PCOS and like it's diagnosing PCOS is very confusing. Um, and I just wanted Liz's perspective and like, I don't have PCOS. Um, but yeah. And then that was that. And then we eventually, how did that happen when you, I, I don't, I think we, we just messaged regularly. I feel yeah. like, like we were just, we interacted with each other's stories a lot. Other, yeah. We were just friendly and we were both around the same age and just mm-hmm. seemed to have a lot in common. And we talked about health stuff a lot. And then anyway, I was going to LA and I was going to spend the weekend there. It was my first time in LA. I didn't have any friends there. I just wanted to hang out. And so I was like, Hey, I messaged Christina and I was like, Hey, I know this is super weird, but I'm going to be in LA. So if you would ever want to meet up for like mm-hmm. a coffee or dinner, mm-hmm. let me know. I was fucking pumped and, and i had i thought she was not gonna do it really <laughs> yeah because i thought that you because you were big by then i i would hardly call myself big but like a lot bigger than i was well, it's funny because from my perspective i just always thought you were like a huge <laughs> and now for for reference guys i have like one fifth of the followers oh that christina has <laughs> but it's funny how you just perceive people because this is the thing i have ideas about how big someone's following is just based on like how i perceive the quality of their content mm. and there are so many people who i in my head they're i'm like they have so many followers and then i look and they don't have as many as i think because i don't really look at people's followings ever <laughs> that's do you remember the time when i was like this chick she just talked about quitting her job to go on the instagram full-time and i swear she has like 10,000 followers yeah and you're like wait pull up her page and I pulled it up and I was like oh she has 111,000 followers <laughs> but her, her content is not that yeah. good yeah well and there's I don't want to say who on here but one of my good friends who I has like amazing content and I for so long thought she had like 80,000 followers and then I looked like well into our relationship and I was like dude she has 9,000 followers <laughs> I was like this is so confusing um because I just don't pay attention to that but mm-hmm. Anyways, I was, like, honored that you asked me because you were, like, OG. So we decided to go to Bulletproof Mm -hmm. uh, for dinner, and we both got Bulletproof and decided immediately, like, this is not enough food. We we tried. We both, like, ate it. We were like, oh, this is so good. And then we're sitting there talking, talking. And, and I was like, I'm so hungry. Yeah, we were both like, do you want to go to Erewhon? Yeah. <laughs> so we went to Erewhon. And then we got more food. And then we went to Kippy's. It was an epic night. It was really fun. It was yeah. super fun. And I feel like after that, like, we just became friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the thing with me. And this has to do with friendships in general. We're kind of talking about this. Like, for me... I can tell, Liz and I were actually talking about, like, is love at first sight real? But with me, with friendships, anything, I can tell relatively immediately whether or not I want to be, like, friends with somebody or Mm -hmm. just, like, if they need to be in my life. And it's very immediately, and I'm very, like, all or none. Mm -hmm. Like, we're either, like, going to be very tight or, like, we don't, we probably won't communicate again. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't have really time for people in between. Mm -hmm. Well, and I mean, so I think that what's interesting about our story is that both of us, we kind of became closer at like really important times of our lives. So like we were pretty casual, 
like we were still good friends, but like sort of more casually mm-hmm. for a while. And then I went through a breakup that was really hard for me and you graduated college and we're in a situation that was pretty hard for you. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like brought us closer together. We started talking on the phone more. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I think both of us, we joke about how all of a sudden we looked up and we were like, when did we become best friends? <laughs> from like, it was like after that first meeting, um, then we started, we were like closer because it's like, once you meet someone, when you're with someone in person, you can just have a different type of conversation than you mm-hmm. can in other ways. And like we talked about, I mean, we bonded over very in-depth things. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, one, one night with anyone can be very different depending on the depth of the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, people like, it doesn't take as long to get to know somebody if you're skipping the bullshit immediately and you're right. just going straight into what matters and like we've both gone through some intense things mm-hmm. right and we're just very similar mm-hmm. like we we joke like we live parallel lives like we, we're we're just very similar <laughs> our values are extremely yeah. aligned yeah like the way we think and so after that meeting i felt like we got a lot closer and then um it was just like i, I don't know and then and then after that happened we had a phone call. I remember we, it was like, we had a phone call and after that, we just started talking every single day. Yeah. <laughs> and like never stop. <laughs> now and, it's like, and now we're like we, codependent. I was going through my text and I needed to find a text from you from one day earlier. <laughs> it, took, it took me like 20 minutes. I was like, I didn't realize I texted anyone this much. <laughs> but the thing is like, I don't text anybody no. like that. I don't, neither do I. Every, all my friends know, like, it's like, if you text me, I'll text you back in two weeks. But like, like you're like my boyfriend. But the thing that's the thing that's nice about us too is like neither one of us is like waiting on the other for a response. Yeah. So it's a very casual like we just tell each other things, and then if someone doesn't respond for like five hours or like twelve hours or two days, it's just yeah, like no one notices. Yeah, or cares. Well, because I'm also the kind of person if I feel like if I feel like someone's waiting for me to respond. I don't want to talk to them because I get anxious. Yeah. I'm like, this is like pressure. Or like, or if I text somebody and they respond within 10 seconds, like I know they're waiting by their phone, I'm like, holy shit, this is too much pressure. Like, this, I don't want to text anymore. Like, we have a very low pressure relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like low pressure relationships for sure. Um, but I think one thing that would be kind of interesting for people is well, first, I think that we both wanted to talk about the fact that like we're not just random Instagram friends. Yeah, we're not random Instagram <laughs> friends. I think people think that it's like you you meet someone on Instagram, you like them and then all of a sudden you're like flying to their house and hanging out. It's not like that. Not like, this is literally like gonna be in my wedding, that type of friend. Um, I have a lot of awesome Instagram friends but like uh, it's like, yeah. It's different. Yeah, it's different. Um, yeah, so I think that people... <laughs> I, I just wanted to clarify that but I think also it's interesting to talk about like what do you look for in a friend and how do you... I don't know, just, like, how do you form really good friendships? Yeah, well, it's it, it's interesting because I, I touched on this a bit in an in a earlier podcast episode, but it's so hard to talk about that by yourself. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting to talk about it with a friend, like, wh- why we like being friends with each other. But related to that, I, I think it's important to bring up – we were talking about this the other night on our walk. Like, you and I – are different in friendships because we take our friendships as seriously as like family or Mm -hmm. more seriously. Like Mm -hmm. I know for me, like close friends to me are like family to me. Um, and we just have really high expectations and we're both like that. And other people don't treat their friends like that. Mm -hmm. Like they treat their family like that, but it's just not as intense. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why we get along so well because like we, we treat each other like we're blood. 
Yeah. You know? And, and I think we both, something that you have really helped me realize too is that there are different friends who play different purposes in your life and that's okay. And I think I, I want every friendship to feel like ours, like where the the other friend is just as good of a friend to me as I am to them. And we like really invest a lot in it, but that's just not the reality. And it doesn't mean that the person's a bad person Mm -hmm. or that I don't love them. If I put a bit of an energetic space between us, because some friendships, when you're just giving and giving and the person isn't as invested as you are, it's just really hard. It's damaging. And so I think you can still love the person and be a good friend to them without having this energetic connection and that's okay. But then also when you find someone that you have a really strong energetic connection with, like really investing your time and energy into that, because those are the kind of friendships that will like carry you through the hard times and also like be the most fun when you have things to celebrate and things like that. Yeah, exactly. We talk a lot about that, like how the different friends play different roles in our lives. And it's like, I know there are friends who I love, but, and maybe they used to be my number one confidant when I was younger. And now it's not that type of relationship. It's like, they're not the person I turn to when I need help because it doesn't feel like a 50, 50 relationship. And that doesn't mean we're not good friends. It just means I have different expectations of it Mm -hmm. versus like, I have a very different expectation of someone like you who I know like we're very 50-50 and like I would drop anything for you. I would fight to the death for you because I know that you would do the same for me. Mm-hmm. And if I don't feel that exactly back from another person, then that doesn't mean like I hate them or I never want to see them again. It's just like they're a different role in my life and they're not my top priority. Yeah. You know? And I think it's hard because both of us, because we invest so much in relationships, have often felt like we – don't get in return what we give. And it's not that it's about getting things from a relationship, but it's just, it's exhausting to feel like you're always one who's giving in a relationship and you're never giving anything, getting anything back. And I think for a long time, I really legitimately did not know what it felt like to be in a friendship where it was 50, 50. And I can count on one hand the number of friends that I have that I really feel like are a 50, 50 relationship. And those are the people that I want to keep close to me mm-hmm. and it's just not worth it for me to invest like my energy in a relationship that doesn't feel like that because it doesn't bring me joy. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good point. Like I think a lot of people struggle with this for so long. I was the same. I didn't know what it felt like mm-hmm. to have a friend who really gave everything back to me. I thought it was just always something wrong with me. Like people just don't like me as much as other people. And it was like, I just hadn't found the right person. Right. Um, and I also think it's important to, think about how people like us who invest everything into a friendship um or any type of relationship that's also why I know for me I I just can't emotionally handle I can't emotionally handle having a lot of close friends like I can only have like two or three and because I'm putting everything into them and if I feel like I have 10 people trying to be super close to me I just can't do it Mm mm-hmm like I, I just, it's too much for me. And like, I think that's where a lot of people go wrong, where you see people who like to have a ton of different friends, but none of their relationships are super in depth. And I mean, they've done studies on this in terms of like loneliness factors. And I mean, you cap out as a human around five or six friends. Once you have more than that, you're not getting any benefit. Mm. It's actually at your detriment. Um, and sometimes even less than that can be better because you can invest even more into that that person. But like after five or six friendships, I literally took a whole class on this on like mm-hmm. the science between like f- like relationships and loneliness and depression and anxiety and like like 
five or six is like the max and like but we live in this world where we see so many people and we're communicating all the time and we're messaging and Instagram and people want more and more friends because they think that's going to make them happier, happier, happier. But we just weren't designed like that. Right. You know, like the primitive mind, like how many people were in our tribe? Max people you would ever come in contact with would be a hundred maybe. And those, but who were you actually like hanging out with? Like maybe 10 that's a lot who are you actually like walking with maybe like a few Mm -hmm. who are you actually depending on to fight for you if someone came to try and kill you like just your immediate pack right you know right i don't know i think that's interesting to think about i think that's why a lot of people are unhappy and they don't understand why like i have all these friends but i still feel lonely i still don't feel like i have a deep connection well yeah because you can't cultivate as deep a friendship with someone if if you're just like giving 25% to 10 people. Mm -hmm. And it's not always about, I think it's a mixture of like effort and also just connection. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes I I can think of a number of friends I have who are really good people and Mm -hmm. are good friends, but we don't have the same kind of connection that like propels either of us to want to go that deep. And that's Mm -hmm. totally fine. Like maybe we chat every once in a while and we're good friends to each other, but we just know that we don't need that. Mm -hmm. And then I think when it gets really hard is when you feel a deep, energetic connection to someone but you know that the relationship isn't healthy yeah and one person isn't willing to invest the same amount as the other person and those are the ones that have been the hardest for me but again I think it's going back to like not feeling like it's anything wrong with you Mm -hmm. like we always are so quick to put the blame on ourselves like you said like what's wrong with me why don't people like me as much and it's it's just not about that and I think you need to free yourself from the blame Mm -hmm of like why these friendships aren't working and just know that like you deserve the best friends in the world and yeah. they're out there. Like you can find them yeah. like we did randomly. Yeah, we did. <laughs> you just got to meet more people and shift your expectations mm-hmm. of High expectations. People. Yeah. Like shift expectations. Like just because someone served this role in your life at this point doesn't mean they always have to. And like there are different friends for different purposes. Like I have certain friends where I'm like, you know, that person isn't who I want to spend Saturday night with, but that person's who I want to like get coffee with Saturday morning when I just want to talk about chit chat. Mm-hmm. You know, this person isn't who I want to have a deep co- conversation and cry with, but this person is fun to go out and like, I don't know, whatever. You know, you have different purposes for different people. Mm-hmm. So I think just like shifting that it, it makes the relationships a lot a lot healthier in terms you know because it's like hard when you you have someone on a pedestal and you're like I want this person to be my best friend and like sometimes they just can't give you that and it's like okay mm-hmm. then that's not they're not a bad person like you just have different expectations of each other so like shift it and I think even your best friends you can't expect too much of them. Like there are certain things that friends can't give you. Like, yeah, I think good friends are the ones who will tell other friends you need to go see a therapist. Mm-hmm. Like this is what you, what you really need. Or you need to go see X, Y, Z. You need energy healing. You mm-hmm. need something else because sometimes it's not just a friend that you need, but yeah. you need friends who will be honest with you and help you figure out what you need. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about, let's go back to the original question. Like what do I look for in a friendship? Mm-hmm. And like, I'm saying this, I'm answering the question like me personally because mm-hmm. this question for people listening because I know people get confused when I uh, uh, give my opinions. I'm not saying this should be everyone's opinion. I'm just saying me personally. Like, right. Because that's the thing. is That's why not everybody is meant to be friends with each other because everyone looks for different things because everyone's different. Exactly. So, but I look for somebody who is very invested in me and present with me. Like mm-hmm. I want to feel like they are present with me. Um, they are not looking at your phone while you're trying to yeah, talk to them. <laughs> I am looking for someone who 
trust is really big with me. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very touchy. I have trust issues, honestly. I have a lot of trust issues. And so for me, I really look for somebody who I feel like I could trust with my life. I don't want to have... If I am worried that that person is going to break my trust at all, I, I just shut down. Um, and because I need, I need to be friends with someone who I can be totally vulnerable with. Um, and I look for like trust, fierce, like fierce loyalty. Like I want someone who's very loyal because that's how I am. Um, and honesty, like Mm -hmm. communication is so important to me because I am so straightforward and I don't like people who beat around the bush who like, like that's why we get along so well like liz and i both are super honest with each other and like i don't get offended this is the thing people get nervous to tell me things because i think i'll get upset i get upset with people who beat around the bush Mm -hmm. if you are straightforward with me no matter what you say i don't get offended Mm -hmm. i get offended when you try and like lie or try and beat around the bush or not tell me everything but i mean i'm pretty like I don't know. I'm sure you've think, experienced that too. Like you, like you'll say things to me, and I'll be like, "Oh, be, because you're so straightforward." I'm like so appreciative that you say that constructive criticism. Well, and it's funny too because I think you and I both we just will say exactly what's true, and we we don't always line up. Like today, yeah. we had a like probably 15 minute conversation where we both just had different ideas about yeah. what the right thing was. Yeah, and. It was like we could just talk about it, and at the end, neither one of us really changed our opinion about yeah, it. But it was just like, fun. okay, yeah. we just talked about it, yeah, exactly, and it, and it's over. And I think we have a mutual respect for one another, where we're not going to be jerks about it. Mm-hmm. Like you can have an opinion and be honest without being rude, mm-hmm. but. I think that honesty is so important in friendship. Yeah, exactly. It goes back to that thing. It's like we're talking about, this is like a very surface level example, but talking about like if you go shopping with a friend and she tells you you look good in that outfit when you look like a piece of shit, I'm like, dude, you're not my friend. No. You need to tell me that I look bad. Right. You know, like you need to tell me I have spinach in my teeth. Yeah. You need to tell me what's I going did on. earlier. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> you did. Like, that's important. That's yeah. very important. That's what real friends do. All those ki- types of things are like, you know, because I ask, when I ask you questions about business or things like that, it's like, I don't want you saying things just to make me try and feel good. I'm not looking for that. I don't mm-hmm. need someone to fucking validate me. Mm-hmm. Like, I want the, the truth, right. you know? And that's another thing. Um, this is, I guess, it's almost easier for me to say things I don't like in friends than things I, I really don't like friends who n- need to be validated. Yes. That is really hard for that me. That is a I'm like, I'm not major no for me. If you need me to sit there and tell you how great you are, this is not going to work It's not going to work. Like, or if you need me, if, if you're going to like get upset that I don't text you regularly. Yeah. Then it's not going to work. Either. I'm like, if they're like, like if oh, I haven't heard know, from you in a while. I'm like, oh, did you text me? Yeah. I'm like, I don't. I don't just talk for fun. Mm-mm. I don't like when people are just like sending me fluff. Like, hey, yeah, how's it going? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> like you know. So I think that for me, the validation thing is really that's really big. Wait, can I circle back though? Because yeah. one thing that you were saying about the honesty, I was thinking about this, and I realized like honesty is really important. But I don't really care if you're honest with me if I don't value your opinion. <laughs> Which sounds bad. Well, then why are you my friend? You know what I mean? Well, but like, I think sometimes like if you have misaligned values, like I have some friends who I love, but like we have different ideas about like health is a simple one, you know, health or like how you should act in relationships or something like that. So if I ask for your opinion on something and then you tell me and like, you're being honest, but I'm just like, I just don't agree with you. Yeah. Like that to me is like, 
I mean, that can be fine to a certain extent, but then at a point, it's like, if you really don't agree on that many things, why are you even asking their opinion? Yeah. Like, do you care? Yeah. So I think, like, having similar values is really important to me. Well, yeah, it's like, if you if you don't have anything in common, like, why are you even friends? Well, but I think you can have things in common without having the same values. True, but I feel like the depth of the relationship is just not there. It's yeah. a different type of friendship. Yeah, it's a different type of friendship. You know? Brief pause for a moment because I want to tell you guys about one of my favorite companies, Four Sigmatic, which actually is perfect timing because while Liz and I were recording this, and actually right now I have a cup next to me, we were drinking our Four Sigmatic and Liz tried the Lion's Mane for the first time and was obsessed. She was deciding between the Cordyceps and the Lion's Mane and loves them both, but she was I know she was very pleasantly surprised at her Lion's Mane. And I have some reishi next to me right now. It's one of my favorites. I drink reishi and cordyceps pretty much every day. I also throw in the chaga regularly and the lion's mane when I need a a boost of focus. But if you're not already using Four Sigmatic products, I really think you need to try them because they are game changers for many different reasons. First of all, they obviously taste delicious. They're some of my favorite drinks. And if you're trying to kick the coffee habit and replace it with something that actually benefits your health, then the Four Sig products are the way to go. Because here's the thing, there's an entire kingdom of mushrooms out there and they have a ton of health benefits from immunity to energy to longevity. And these have been used in different cultures for centuries. So Four Sigmatic is so great because they have made it possible for us to get the benefits of functional mushrooms like reishi, chaga, cordyceps, and lion's mane in an easy, delicious way. The Four Sigmatic elixirs come in little single-serve packets, or you can get a full tin, but I love the single-serve packets because you can take them out with you, or I mean, obviously, I just use them at home too, and you just open it up put it in a mug and then pour some hot water on it and you're good to go. If you want to get real fancy and make a latte, you could add in some nut milk, but I usually just use water and they're so delicious. They have a wider line as well. I just got the matcha latte mix, which is so delicious. Their golden latte mix, their mushroom golden latte mix is also so good. I got my sister on it and she's not really one who usually likes these types of drinks and she loves it and just ordered a bunch. So that was exciting. They have a chai latte mushroom mix. They have the mushroom hot cacao, which I love. I love that one with the reishi in it because honestly, usually when I drink chocolate before bed, like if I have a hot chocolate, I'm flying off the walls, but I don't know what it is about that hot cacao with the ratio already in it and I have no issues going to sleep and it's so cozy and comforting or if you drink coffee go for one of the mushroom coffee mixes because Four Sigmatic offers different mushroom coffee mixes one has lion's mane and chaga and one has cordyceps and chaga and the benefit of that is that you get to have that little hit of caffeine but it gets balanced out because of the adaptogens so you get a more even increase in energy without that crash and burn which is what I like with the cordyceps it gives you natural energy it's great for athletes or just during the day it gives you just this natural energy from your own body without the caffeine and then the lion's mane is great for focus studying if you're a student if you just want your brain to be on fire love the lion's mane but 
One of the new products, actually two of the new products, if you didn't hear, Four Sigmatic came out with their new skincare. And there is the Mushroom Face Mask and Tonic and the Superfood Serum. And why this is so cool is because, first of all, you can use these on your skin. So the face mask, you just mix with some water and then put it on your face like a mask. And then the Superfood Serum, you just apply to clean skin. It's just like a really nice serum. And you can apply it like that. Or you can literally eat them. So the mushroom face mask, you can just put some in with water as if it were one of the mushroom elixirs and drink it. Or the superfood serum, you could just put on your tongue and ingest it that way and it tastes delicious. I tried out both of them. I was drinking the mushroom face mask and and also I ate some of the superfood serum. Actually, after Liz and I recorded this that night, we did the mask and we used the serum and we agreed our faces were so soft afterwards i am obsessed with these products and i loved eating slash drinking them so win-win all around that's how you know it's very natural so i highly recommend trying those out so much fun and I mean, my skin feels so soft after I use those products. So you can go to foursigmatic.com slash CRW and use my discount code CRW for 15% off of any Four Sigmatic products. Again, my discount code is CRW for 15% off. Just go to foursigmatic.com slash CRW. That's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash CRW. That will get you 15% off. And if you try it out, let me know how it goes because I'm obsessed with these new products and the old ones. And I love hearing feedback from you guys because I know a lot of you have kicked your coffee habit and switched over to the mushroom elixir life, which is the life I'm living and loving it. So let me know how it goes. I cannot recommend them enough. So now that I've filled you in on the new Four Sigmatic products. Let's hop back into this conversation with Liz. And one other thing that I that I think is the common thread between my like deepest relationships is just like full non-judgment. Yeah. Like I feel like I could say anything to you and like two other of my friends that come to mind where like I could say anything to you and I know that like there's no judgment mm-hmm. happening and like that you'll love me no matter what and like you'll like, you might be like, wow, I'm really sorry that you feel that way, but, like, let's, like, like let's move, you know, like, let's move through it. It's not like you're just always going to be like, yeah, you're right to feel that or anything like that, but, like, you can just say things without the other person judging you, yeah. and it's so important that you have someone like that. I think that's a really important piece, and I think that goes back to, like, I remember for so long with friendships, I just always felt like I couldn't, I never had someone who I could say literally every thought in my head to like mm-hmm. there was I always there was always something that would have to hedge or hold back and like now I have like friends like you, it's like I could literally say any single thought in my head and you would understand accept love help me like whatever yeah um or I would I would I trust you with it you know even if you disagreed I think when I visited in December I remember you told me you were like I've been kind of like nervous to bring this up but I want to tell it talk to you about something and you talked to me about it and I was like I've literally been feeling the same way yeah. and I haven't been able to tell you. And then ever since then, I've just been like not even yeah, a little ever, bit yeah. anything I could say. You kind of have to go through over, over those humps with like mm-hmm. people though because – and that's a little scary. It's the totally scary. The first time you're like vulnerable with someone like that. like, And that's why it's interesting always at the beginning of relate, any type of relationship where you're kind of feeling each other out with like how much do we trust each other? Totally. I it feel like reminds- the way we're talking right now, we sound like a couple. Oh, I know. <laughs> I was going to say it reminds me of like when you tell someone you love them 
the first time. Like, both of you, it's like, if you're both thinking it, like, a guy, you know, it's like, you're both thinking it, and, like, who's going to say it first, and, like, beating around the bush. Have you ever told someone you love them? Yes. I know that. I knew that, but I was asking for the listeners. Okay. (laughs) When it happened, did you say it first, or did he say it first? Me. And how did it feel going into that? life. I know, right? Classic. And I think this is my perpetual issue is, like, all these guys, it's like, I need to, I want to be with someone who will say it first, yeah. but I'm always the one who says it first. And I think because I'm the, in, I play the role in my life with so many people of like, I'm always the initiator I know. and I'm just caught in that role, you know? And like, it is hard to be a strong woman and find yeah. a guy who has the right balance of like, not overpowering, but also like, doesn't just shy to everything that you say exactly it is a hard but it's like when you can find someone like that that is so attractive or like if i can find someone who lets me still be independent in myself but then also like takes initiative and like kind of forces me to not be so Mm -hmm. then i'm like okay this is good for me yeah yeah i like i really like that you know it's like i don't want to always be the like I think because I spend so much of my life, like, pursuing, mm-hmm. I want to be pursued. Totally. Totally agree. You know? Okay, what about you? Were, did you say I love you first? Um, one time I did not, and one time I did. Okay. But, so, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Oh, feelings between the differences, like, the differences between the two. Um, did you like, do you like saying it first or second? <laughs> I would prefer to say to not say for like I want the guy to love mm-hmm. me obviously but um I just feel really good when I'm speaking my truth mm-hmm. that's something that I've realized and so for me if I have a truth like that's inside of me and I am not saying it mm-hmm. it's really 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 hard for me yeah because your throat chakra is fucking clogged. exactly <laughs> which it already is yeah, so know. like I need to speak it yeah. um but so actually in my more recent relationship which was a while ago now but still um I actually said I love you first and I was fully I was 100% certain he wasn't going to say it back mm-hmm. and he didn't mm-hmm. what and did he say thank you <laughs> no it was just like I basically was like okay it was in the middle of another it was kind yeah. of like in the middle but I was basically just like here's the thing I love you and and then I kind of like launched yeah. into this other thing and he was like oh like he was like Ugh. and I was like no I was like I know you're not going to say it back like yeah. I, I could just tell that he didn't yeah. but I was like I needed him to understand because basically he was he was going to move and he was asking if we should stay together. And he was saying he wanted to stay together. And I was saying, look, I don't think you love me, but I love you. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be too hard for me. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of just like laying down the law a little bit on, on that front. And so, but I felt so much better after saying it, like I didn't care. And then he eventually said it a little bit later mm-hmm. and it was like, it was in his time and it was right for him. And when I said it was right for me. Yeah. I think it's the, I love you thing is interesting because pe- different people have different expectations of like, how the person should respond Mm -hmm. or like, or like they have expectations of the other person's expectations. And I think that's why I like being someone who's just so like straightforward and honest. It's like when I say things, I don't have any expectations of what anyone else is going to say. Exactly. I don't really care what you say. If I want to say something, I'm going to say it. Well, and I think (laughs) that's the thing about real love is that you're not saying I love you to get someone else to say, I love you too. Yeah, exactly. Like love is that you, like I wanted him to know that I loved him Mm -hmm. regardless of whether or not he loved me because that was how I felt about him. And love is not, love is so unselfish Mm -hmm. that you don't care about that response. 
Um, and I think that's really important because I think a lot of people say, I love you with the expectation that the person's going to say it back mm-hmm. and because they want that validation. Yeah. And that's not how it always works. I think that what, that what, that's what annoys me when it's like, okay, like, you know who I'm thinking of. And like, when I told him, like, I said it as soon as I wanted to, as soon as I was ready. And then he, he, he was like, oh, I love you too. I was just waiting for you to say it. And I'm thinking like, so you have felt this way, but why didn't you just say it? I'd be like, bitch, please. Yeah. I'm like, well, then fucking man up and say it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Say it as soon as you know. Yes. Like, that's yes. what bother. And like, when you're just waiting for someone else to be ready, yeah. like, I don't know. It's well, that happened to me. I was talking to you about this earlier, but um, when I had a breakup in one time when the guy was just like being mean to me and he was like, just like, be, like sulking. Mm-hmm. We, we were still together at the time. And I was like, do you want to fucking break up or what? Yeah. Like t- talk to me. And yeah. then he was like, Oh, kind of. And I was like, you don't even have the guts the to break up. To break, yeah. Yeah. Like, are you bullshit. kidding me? And, but that was like my first sign that I was like, well then fine, I'll break up with you. Like, I don't want to be with someone yeah. who doesn't want to be with me and who doesn't take the initiative. That's what pisses me off. Cause I just feel like every, se- like people who waste my time, I have no time for I have you. no time for that. <laughs> I know. And it's like, I'm not offended if you don't want to be in a relationship with me, but I'm offended that you've wasted my time. Yes. Like, like end it as soon as you yeah, know that it is time to end. be very straightforward about it. Mm-hmm. Just be like, you know what? I don't think this is going to work out. I'm be like, okay, awesome. Thank you for telling me because now I can just like let that go and like move on. And like, I have no harsh feelings for you, but like yes. if you're not straightforward about it, you try to drag it out. And like, now I'm getting annoyed because yes. you're wasting my time. Well, and it's disrespectful yeah it is and we've talked about this a lot in, in <laughs> it's disrespectful. it is disrespectful <laughs> i am like snapping over here no i'm just kidding we've talked about this a lot in friendships too that like to the two of us if we set a plan like we're gonna have a phone call when, when we want to talk on the phone we don't just like call each other and hope the other person is free because yeah, we are no. busy people yeah. like we're like okay we're gonna we're have like, a phone call at next week 3 p.m yeah, pst 6 p.m pst yeah. you know like we plan it out and like we have like regular things and like both of us, we try to do that with our other friends. And if the other person's like, oh, sorry, I'm busy. You're like, eh, I had to like go do something else. It's like, yeah. no, we made a plan and you're flaking on me now. Yeah. And I, I don't take that lightly yeah. because that's disrespectful. Oh, I get so pissed off when people cancel on me last <laughs> mm-hmm. minute because it is so rude to me because I don't, I plan things out in advance so that I can fit everything in. And I'm like, okay, you just canceled me last minute. And now I, I could have like scheduled something else in right. there. And especially when people, there are certain people who cancel. And if it's a legitimate, like, I didn't know this was coming up, I don't get upset. But there are people who I know they knew they weren't going to do it. Or it's like, I'm tired. Oh, I'm late for my workout class. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, this is so disrespectful. And I could have fit something else in here. And, like, just tell me as soon as you know it's not going to work. Like, it really bothers me when Mm -hmm. people are cancelers or last minuteers and i'm just like it's not gonna roll or if you're like waiting for them and you're like hey are we still on for our call and they're like oh i haven't been feeling well i'm like okay it's 7 p.m yeah have you not been feeling well all day because you could have texted me this morning so i didn't plan my whole night around this give people notice yeah or just be like hey just a heads up i don't know if it's gonna i just consider that basic like mutual respect i know in the relationship i just feel like everybody especially social media it's like Everyone's so used to being every like instantly available. Everything's instantly available, and it's like, hey, you want to hang out right now? I'm like, 
right now what do you mean and i've been talking to a few i have time on my google calendar in yeah. two weeks 3 33 p.m my thing is also i don't think it was you i was chatting about this with a few people but it's like i need to emotionally prepare to like be around someone so there will be times maybe i'm like on my couch watching gossip girl and someone would be like hey are you doing anything let's hang out and like i guess technically i'm not but like i'm like no i'm busy I'll just say I'm busy because, like, I, I'm i not emotionally prepared to, like, go be social. Like, I would have done my day differently. You know what I mean? Like, I just... Sometimes I hate posting on my stories when I'm relaxing because I know that someone's going to see it and they're oh, going to know that I am not really doing anything. Yeah, but so they are. might, like, call or try to hang out. And I'm like, <sighs> but this is important to me. You know what I think is really fucked up is this Find My Friends app. I think that's oh. scary as fuck. And I don't actually know anyone now who uses it. Oh, my friends still use it. Oh, my God. When people start using it in high school, I was like, oh, hell no. Like, because people will just show up at your house and be like, hey, so you were hanging out at home. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I, I have a friend who is just the best. And she lives in Chicago now. And one day she just texted me and was like, oh, I see you're at the Purple Porch, which is this, like, health foods cafe yeah. in South Bend. So classic. I was like, <laughs> how do you you know that I, she's like find my friends i was like okay this is hilarious but awesome also just like perpetuating stalking to an extreme like i mean we i think there are very few people that i'm okay with them having my location but like why does anyone need that is it's my, just fun i think it's weird i think it's fun sometimes it's just, it I, depends on how cynical i'm feeling can we think about the just okay you think it's fun to sit on your phone and fucking look at where your friends are like it's creepy no but it's like if you're just kind of curious oh i don't use it but i don't i also don't have a problem when my close friends use it oh my god it just i just think it's unacceptable like why do you ask me where i'm at you know or it's like or it's like someone knows if someone knows where you are and they're like text you and you don't respond and like or okay this has to do with text so it's like if i'm on instagram i'm not checking my text like it's like separate time blocks in my head and someone will like text me and i don't respond because i didn't check my text messages and i'll story and they'll be like they'll send me another text and they'll be like well, i know you have your phone yeah or dm me they're like i know you have your phone you just storied why aren't you answering me and i'm like because I didn't look at my text messages. Or because I don't want to. Yeah, because I just don't want to. Sorry. Sorry. Throwback to like when we used to have to call people. It's a call the home phone. And be like, <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Anthony, can I talk to Liz? <laughs> the, the, my classic was that I would always call my my best friend Mary Kate, and I'd call in her brother. We answer. I'd be like, "Hi, it's Liz," and he wouldn't even say anything back. He would just hold out the phone and be like, "Mary Kate." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I freaking love that. It oh was so God. funny. Honestly. Uh, the, the days of the phone calls. Oh, do you remember that with five my friends in like high school when you'd go to a party and you'd have to leave your phone at like, if you told your mom like, oh no, mom, I'm sleeping at Maggie's, but I'm going to like somewhere else. You'd have to leave, you'd have to go drive to Maggie's, leave your phone at Maggie's so that your mom wouldn't know where your find my friends Dude, was and then you'd no. have to drive to the party. <laughs> I, that is intense. My parents did not keep tabs on me like that. I, Mine didn't, my friends did. I never had to do that. My friends did. I, yeah, I was, as we discussed I don't know what was happening to me in high school, but I was the, I was always leaving. My parents would go to sleep and then, because I had the Prius, like that's my first car as a Prius. And it was really quiet. It was so quiet. So as soon as my parents went to sleep, just leave. Wow. Yeah. My sister and I used to. I never did that. I, I never always, snuck out. I was out. always a driver. I always snuck out. Never snuck Not out. Not that my parents would, would have cared. They were also like, 
they're the type they'd be like if you're at a party just call me i don't care what time it is i'll come pick you up they were always very Mm -hmm. i never had a curfew so i did yeah that sucks the life yeah i don't know how we we lived very different lives that was something that we've talked about a lot this weekend that was different and it but somehow we ended up similar yeah you know i'm surprised you didn't turn into an extreme rebel no you know it's funny i like i never i never was going to be an extreme rebel but i went through a small phase where i tried to be a little bit rebellious did you dye a strand of your hair red no (laughs) okay i did try to dye a strand of my hair purple twice for lupus awareness month oh okay um but i saw a photo of that yeah my mom and i did it together it was really cute cute. um no but like so sort of after i graduated high school and then going into college i like wanted to be like rebellious i thought it was going to be like my time where i could like finally let loose a little bit because i was like really uptight in high school and so for the first like two weeks of college i was like known as like the party girl and it's hilarious to my friends to look back on now because i was the one who was like like inviting everyone to the parties and like drinking and all that stuff and then like literally two weeks into college i got diagnosed with lupus and stopped drinking and so i was like okay this was my like two-week rebellious phase and then it quickly ended it was a sign you know what's so funny is like people's perception okay like i would have i had friends my friends in college who like went out with would know I would go out all the time and never drink like I went out sober all the time mm-hmm. but then people I was with I would see out um like once we were at the party like just assumed I had drank and they would they thought I was just this big partier but my friends didn't perceive me as that because they knew I didn't actually drink but it's like no one knew like you know what I mean oh I so I'm a big dancer. Yeah, you know, same. Yeah, we like sober dance parties. Sober dancer, mm-hmm. and I regularly in college would go to these parties and just be like dancing my face off, mm-hmm. and be having the time of my life. And people would be like, "Oh my gosh, Liz, I have never seen you this drunk." I know, like, and I'd I'm be like, sober, "I'm dead yeah. sober." And yeah. every single time they'd be like, "Oh sure, yeah, like you're dead sober," yeah. and I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm actually bitch. dead sober." <laughs> like I just don't know what else to tell you. I'm glad you think my dance moves are so good. <laughs> God, no, I lo- no, seriously, I was always the same. That's like, it's fun. It's fun. That's why yeah. people are like, you don't drink. I'm like, I don't need to. No. Like, take me to a club. You'll never know I'm not y- drunk. True. True. You will never fucking true. know I'm not drunk. Yeah. But how do we even get on this topic? I don't know. As we talk about friendships. Do you know what I think is one thing that we should address? Because we've had a few people ask us about it. What? A few people have asked us about eating. Oh, yeah. I was talking about eating. And how we eat so much food. Yeah, which dude. I think is really funny. It's the the enigma. It's it's just yeah. How do we do that? I, so how here, do we how do we do that? Here's the it's thing. It's this thing called putting it in your mouth. You just eating, <laughs> swallowing. The thing Ooh. to me is like I have always had. I shouldn't say always. I went through one period of my life where I was very sick and I didn't have much of an appetite. Other than that, I have always had a very healthy appetite, mm-hmm. and I've just always eaten a lot of food. Like, as much, if not more, than, like, the guys that were around me. Mm-hmm. And I've just never – it's never bothered me. I've never tried to force myself to eat less. Mm-hmm. I've always eaten according to how hungry I am. And I freaking love food, yeah. so I want to eat a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm we're fine. Yeah. I mean, I can throw down. Like – I, I've always eaten more than almost everyone around me. Yeah. You know? And there are different things about this. Okay, first of all, certain people can just eat more food than others. Certain people just have higher metabolisms. Certain people like eating food more than other people. Like, And people have different, people have different metabolisms. So it's like I can eat a lot more food 
and it not affect me than someone who's down regulated their metabolism and eat less like you train your body to eat certain amounts of food mm-hmm. um and i mean some people don't even really enjoy food that much so it's kind of not even a big deal to them if like they only can eat x y or z without putting on weight or whatever um but other people who like eating food it's a big deal to us yeah i'm like i want my metabolism as high as possible because i really like to eat um the other thing is like liz and i are both uh under 25 and like (laughs) there's an age factor to this like true i highly doubt when i'm 50 i'll be eating the way i eat right now the other thing is Look, there are definitely times when, like I said, we just, we throw down, like, I can, I can eat, but I don't necessarily think when I'm just eating, like, a normal day that I'm eating aggressive amounts of food at all, Mm-mm. but people on Instagram think it's a lot of food, and in my head, I'm like, what are you eating? And here's what you have to understand also, when you eat a whole food style, like a paleo diet, people are so stuck on volume, and I'm like, okay, you could eat a fucking... Mc- you could eat a head of cauliflower. Yeah. yeah, you could eat a head of cauliflower for like... Not- I mean, you might not feel great, yeah, but... Yeah, <laughs> like, well, I mean, I'll do it, you know. But you can eat way more volume of food for less calories than if you're going to go get a sandwich. Like, that's a smaller volume of food. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that. And it's also... Food is processed very differently in the body. So you burn more calories digesting whole foods than you do processed foods so i mean and even with macronutrients you burn more calories breaking down protein than you are fat or carbohydrates Mm -hmm. so like all these different factors tie into it so you can just like make yourself a like a furnace right and increase your metabolism and it has to do with like the way you eat it, how much you've been eating for a long time, how you exercise, how you move your body, just your your genetics, like mm-hmm. your age, your lean body mass, all these things play into it. And like, I think if you're healing a lot of times, yeah. you need a lot of energy. So if like, don't be afraid of if that. If you're stressed out, if you're mm-hmm. healing from a health issue, like you probably need more food. And like, it's also just like what types of, I mean, people ask me this and I'm like, I don't know, what types of food are you eating? And like, why do you think this is a lot of food? Right. Like, because there are definitely times when I'm like, yeah, it's a shit ton of food and other people should not be eating like this. And this is why I don't like doing like what I eat in a day is because there are a lot of people for like the amount of food I eat. I'm like, you shouldn't eat this because you'll probably put on weight. And there are also people where I'm like, you shouldn't eat what I eat because you probably need more food than me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so different. And mm-hmm. I don't, and also what I eat, we were talking about this earlier. It's like what I eat today, some days it's like I'm freaking ravenous and yes. I'm eating everything in my house and the next day i'm like not as hungry it just evens out yes um and same with like meal to meal it can be different um i think we we both agree on this too yeah. like if if you wake up you eat your normal breakfast whatever you get to lunch and you are freaking so hungry mm-hmm. maybe you eat a huge lunch and then you're not as hungry for dinner like then that's whatever. okay yeah. and we, we were talking about how some people like this whole like listen to your body listen to your hunger we feel like so many people will listen to their body when it's telling them to not eat that much food but then not listen to it when it's telling them to eat all the food yeah. and it's like it has to go both ways yeah. if you're gonna listen to your body and not eat that much food at one meal i totally respect that yeah, i get it like do listen to your body but like if at the next meal you're really freaking hungry mm-hmm. eat the food yeah exactly they'd like to just pick and choose yeah when, when they listen to their body yeah. to try and like 
to, to, to eat less calories and there you go that's how you're down regulating your metabolism and you're not eating and like, if you train your body to run off of more you know and it's like um you can use if like if you're eating a lot of food i mean how active are you too people like never people like to just pretend like activity and food is disconnected i'm like you have to look at both yeah you know it's like if you're not very hungry if, like, if you don't eat that much food if you also just sit around all day like maybe but also how much mental energy you're using oh yeah because when i work like when i'm working really hard and burning through a lot of mental energy i might not be very physically active but i am ravenous oh yeah and like your brain uses a ton of energy and burns a ton of calories i had a lot of people in college like i remember i had a client who was like she's like i just don't understand why i need so much food during finals and i'm like why are you stressed out i was like well first of all because you're stressed Mm -hmm. and but second of all like that's using a lot of energy and i told her i was like I remember at the time when I was in college and I was like, when I'm doing in finals week, I eat like three times the amount of food I eat normally. Cause like I literally need more brain power. Get all those healthy fats. Yeah. Like you need, you need the power, you mm-hmm. know, like your body's going to need different things, but yeah, this question. And it's really interesting. Like we got this question and I have, um, a few other friends who are bloggers who eat a lot of food and, and people ask them, they're like, there's no way you're eating all that. Like, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. People are like, you know, and that's just their body. And it's like they've trained. So many people have trained their bodies to only be able to like to put on weight if they're eating X amount of calories. And this is why, you know, I've talked a few. I've had a few episodes of people talking about reverse dieting. And that's like how you get out of it. You have to reverse diet. You need Mm -hmm. to start um, slowly adding in calories. You need to pay attention to food quality and focus on whole foods and also add at the same time add in resistance training like build muscle build muscle to just you know and like there are ways to do it but that's mm-hmm. kind of i mean i don't know i i agree and that's i also answer. i just think it's funny too when people are like how are you where are you putting all that i'm like in my stomach in my stomach and i just i don't think of it as like some aggressive amount of food it's i don't think well people made comments about what we got for lunch yesterday i'm like this is not a we lot we split half a pizza split and a salad a pizza and split it's split a salad i'm like um is this a lot <laughs> like if this is a lot i don't even want yeah you like, to what know what i eat at other times eating? well and then it's like when people are like there's this thing with eggs this is so interesting to me people are so weird about eggs and i'm like when people eat one egg for breakfast i'm like, I'm like that's not a meal, but I mean, whatever. Like, okay, I've definitely had meals before when I'm out in public where it's like one egg. Like if you go to a vegan place or something, it's like they'll add like like honey high. We'll add like one poached egg. Yeah. And so maybe I have that at lunch. You can bet your ass I'm eating like a whole chicken at dinner. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> I get hungry later. But like in general, if I'm eating eggs for breakfast, I'm having three or four depending on like what else is I'm eating um that's still not that much protein like three Mm -hmm. eggs is what 18 grams of protein like and I like to have at least 30 grams a meal like usually around Mm -hmm. that um but people are really weird about eggs and they're like three eggs is too many or like even my dad he'll have one egg at breakfast and I'm like you're freaking 200 pound six foot four man you need more than an egg at breakfast my mom will be like oh do you want me to make you an egg and i'm like i want you to make me three yeah, <laughs> yeah eggs are yeah just kidding mom eggs if you're listening. Are very interesting love People you are like this many and i also think it's really especially in the world of recipes 
it's really weird with amounts because this is why I don't like giving serving sizes or portions. I'm like, people or people will ask me that, like, what's a serving size? Like, how much of this do I eat? I'm like, I don't know. How much do you want to eat? Yeah. Like, because it's going to be different amounts for, for different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and even like you and I talk about, like, if, if we were to serve mm-hmm. chicken, roasted broccoli and roasted sweet potatoes, mm-hmm. the amount that the two of us would take of each of those different foods is really different. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fine. Yeah, exactly. Like different variation. Mm-hmm. We were talking about two like blood type diet because mm-hmm. I think it's super interesting. And like, I don't think people like the blood type diet has been debunked a million freaking times. Right. But I do think there is some correlation between like blood types and the general overviews of like how I was saying, like I'm, I'm a type O positive. And it makes sense why I just function so well off of animal protein. Like, I think everyone who knows me knows I work well with animal protein. But I have plenty of friends who just, like, they just don't gravitate towards animal products as much. Like, like you. Like, you don't like to have as much protein as me, but you really like carbs. Mm-hmm. And I naturally just don't gravitate towards carbs as much. I really like um, carbs. And I'm like, I feel like you're probably a type A, you know? Uh, yeah. I need to figure – I'm now, like, super intrigued about what my blood type is. But, yeah, and I think, like – if you try to listen to, like, nutrition dogma, like, I think for a long time I felt so wrong that I gravitated towards, like, more carbs and less protein. And then it was only until recently where I started realizing, like, when I actually just listen to what I want to eat, sometimes I will eat more just, like, carbs. But then sometimes all of a sudden it gets to a meal and I'm, like, ready to have some, like, serious animal protein. And so that is good for me. Like, yeah. I think it's good that I give myself the space when I need it to not have it and then – I'm ready for it when I want it. Yeah. Well, that's when people feel their best is when they're actually listening to like those, what they're craving versus like just trying to follow, follow the plan of like, I need to be keto or I need to be vegan or I need to be like how many carbs, how many, you know, it's like people can give you something somewhere to start. I do think for people who have never eaten paleo, it's like, you've got to have a starting place Mm -hmm, and that's what, like, you know, like in my program, it's like I give people a template. I'm like, start here because for most people, this is a good place to start. But it's like if you're eating like this for a while, once you kind of reset your hunger signals, your body will naturally let you know, like, mm-hmm. I want way more protein and maybe less carbs. Or I want way more carbs and maybe less fat. Or I want more carbs and fat and less – like, you know, your body will tell you. Mm-hmm. And, and it can change from meal to meal if you want. It's not – like, you're fine. And it's nice too when you don't always have to look at it as like – carbs fat protein whatever it's like sometimes you just get to a meal and you're like oh i really want a sweet potato or like ooh, plantains and guac sounds so good and it's not like i just am like oh i need carbs and fat it's just like you like sometimes it doesn't have to be about the macros it's just like the foods you know i agree unless you are working through a health issue yes i think if you're working through a health issue this is when you need to start paying attention to really balancing things out and you need to be more macro aware because it's like if i see people who are struggling with these symptoms and i'm like well you're not eating protein i'm like well i don't really like protein i'm like well, of course you don't because you probably have low stomach acids. So you're not craving it. it. sounds bad. But like because you're missing that macronutrient, your body doesn't have the amino acids to do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Your hair is falling out. You're hungry all the time. Mm-hmm. And like because sometimes our bodies can send us opposite signals. True. Like um, and so when you're in a state of healing, I think you a little bit more so need to follow more of a prescription just to make sure. You're I think that's true. And, and just being aware, like I think. So I'm um, getting rid of SIBO right now and like that can definitely increase your sugar cravings. Mm -hmm. So for a while I was just like eating a ton of fruit and like loving, but like I was feeling terrible. Mm -hmm. 
like I was feeling super, super nauseous whenever I would do it. And so that too was just good information for me that like I might crave fruit sometimes, but it doesn't mean that it's the right thing for me to eat because I know I'm going to feel afterwards. And like same thing for people like like you were saying, like if you're if you know that like your body's not getting the amino acids it needs but you're not craving protein because your stomach acid is low. Like mm-hmm. that's a, a situation in which you need to supplement for your stomach acid and yeah. like try to increase your protein and then like give yourself some time to heal yeah. and then try to listen more yeah. closely. And I think that's where it gets tricky when you talk about like the cravings can sometimes be, this is where it gets confusing. This is why it's like, I can't give a blanket statement right now. Mm-hmm. And, but, and this is why it helps to work with somebody in, more individually because if you're craving something, that could be a sign that, you're deficient in it like maybe you're craving chocolate all the time because you need magnesium right and so in that case it's like get some cacao in there like let's do it right but other times you might be craving chocolate because you have candida or SIBO and it's feeding off of that and like or because you have adrenal issues yeah you have adrenal issues and so it's feeding it's negatively fueling that cycle and this is also same with food intolerances so um you know, so, or like, okay, in macros, sometimes you're craving a macro because your body needs that macronutrient. And other times it's because it's feeding, like with carbs, maybe mm-hmm. you could be craving carbs because you've been low carb for a long time or because you have gut bugs that are feeding off of it. But same with food intolerances. So a sign of a food intolerance can be craving a food all the time. Mm-hmm. Like if you're like, I'm craving broccoli all the time, you could need sulfur in your diet. You could need um, like a nutrient from that. Or you could be intolerant to it, mm-hmm. which is where it gets confusing and why a lot of times people get trapped in the intolerance cycle. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, that sorry guys, sucks, it's confusing, but that's just the reality. Sometimes the sign of a food intolerance is being like craving it. Yeah, food intolerances are so tricky too because they also often get intolerant to the foods that you eat the most. Oh, you always do because I mean that's leaky gut for you. But (sighs) yeah, I like how we talked about we're like we're not going to talk about anything nutritiony. I well okay. I was just thinking like how did we even get to this point in the conversation? I feel like people are right now they're just getting a window into how all of our conversations are because we can just talk and talk and talk and talk and all of a sudden I'm like. How did we get from where we started to where we are right now? So organically. It ends up here somehow. I mean, yeah. Everything's organic. Our plan, we, we were like, we're not going to talk about anything nutritionally. We're going to talk about um, friendships and... We did. Else, what else did we say we were going to talk about? We, we said we were going to talk a little bit early about relationships, yeah. which we did. And we said we were going to talk about... Some of our podcast oh, questions. Like beyond healing. Oh, yeah. Healing beyond food. We kind of touched on it. It's like the Reiki stuff Mm -hmm. and like why that's – I mean, I think I've talked about a lot why it's important to me, but maybe you could share like your thoughts on like healing in other ways. Mm -hmm. Well, I definitely think – I mean, I've been pretty open about this from the beginning, but like when I first made my first like big jump in healing, it was because I finally gained some more like – comfort around food I got really scared of food for a long time because it had made me so sick Mm -hmm. and so I was really scared to eat and it that just impacted me in so many ways and so there was a lot of healing for me that came from like just like finding joy in like food and just like life again Mm -hmm. um but then I think lately I was experiencing a lot of symptoms and yes there was some SIBO there um but I think the bigger issue was definitely just like emotional for me. And so I've been focusing a lot on doing things like Reiki and just getting more in touch with like my spiritual side and my emotional side. And like, I have seen the biggest shift. Like you were saying how you felt in my Reiki that I feel my aura feels different and that I feel 
Christina said during my Reiki, she's like, you just feel so much better. And I was like, that's, that's how I feel. Like my energy is so different. And I attribute that 100% to all the emotional work I've been doing. Yeah, definitely. And I think this is where it gets complicated with, you know, I have a, a quite a few friends who, you know, it starts off as like these health issues, I mean, it's gut issues or I don't, I don't know, hormones, hormones, whatever. And they're doing everything to right. And I, I talked about this before on the sexuality podcast, but, um, you know, like, I have I have friends who have these health issues, and they're putting everything into it, and they're stressed out. But meanwhile, it's like, they're having a problem with their boyfriend, or their mm-hmm. relationship, or they're having a problem at, their, at work. Like, they hate work, and they're just doing everything to fix the health issue. And I'm like, it's not going to get fixed until you leave your job. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it's just not. It's not going to get fixed until you go to therapy with your your husband or your boyfriend. It's or you leave that relationship. It's or not you going, move. Or you move. You get out of your house. Like where are you living? And like it's not going to get fixed until you stop being friends with this person who's literally an en- energy vampire. Like these things that people don't want to connect. It is a physical like. It is a hundred percent. It physically uh, manifests yeah. in your body, and sometimes you might not even realize. And the other thing that's hard is like sometimes well, we don't want to admit yeah. that something is like negatively impacting our health, but it again, it's not a blame game and it's not like a it's it doesn't say anything about you or the other person that this is negatively impacting your health, but it's just like you need to figure out how to do it. So like if your relationship with your husband is negatively impacting your health, it doesn't mean that either one of you is a bad person, but it means there's something there that needs to be resolved. Mm-hmm. And so there's no shame, there's no blame, but like do something about it. Yeah. And I think that's why sometimes people don't even realize that's ha- that's happening, which is why something like energy healing, raking, or like having an outsider to tell you like, you know, I think that that's the issue. And you're like, oh, I didn't even realize that was stressing me out. And like sometimes maybe you're going to see a nutritionist and you're like not getting anywhere. Um, and I'll tell you, I'm like, you know what? I think your money would be much better spent. Like stop seeing your nutritionist and your doctor and go to couples therapy. Yeah. Like, and other like because people will say I don't have money for this person and that person you're telling me I need to work on this but I don't have time for a therapist I don't have time for a an energy healer or maybe you need to move those funds yeah (laughs) into the other type no it's so true I mean that's one thing that I'm thinking about right now like I'm spending a lot of money on supplements right now but I'm also spending a lot of money on like doing more emotional and like spiritual healing and I am fully confident that once I finish the current supplement protocol I'm on and not like you you never finish emotional healing, but once I like get past a lot of these blocks, mm-hmm. I won't have to spend so much money on like supplement yeah. protocols and doctors and stuff like that because I can already tell how much better my body feels. But and here's the thing, this this go this happens over and over again. People who get sick, um, who have health issues, they keep coming back because they have not healed themselves. Mm-hmm. If you are still the same person, like in your head, if you haven't healed emotionally if you still are in the same job same relationship the same location that you got sick in like it's gonna come back yes like and a lot of people identify with their illness and this is something that i've definitely struggled with like and we're we were talking about it this weekend we've had a lot of talks about it it's like when you have a chronic quote-unquote chronic illness it's like so okay i have lupus do i always have lupus Mm -hmm. if i say that i don't always have lupus does that mean that I gave it to myself because of like something mental? You know, like there's all of these questions that you have. And like, I think it can feel sort of like invalidating to stop identifying with an illness sometimes. But at the same time is like, do you want to be sick forever? Mm-hmm. Like, is that how you always want to identify? Or could you let go of that identity to like become a new mm-hmm. 
person that you become the person that you want to be yeah i think that a lot of people that's why they still stick is because they identify with it and they're afraid because it that's all they've ever known mm-hmm. so then it's like if i don't have you know if you like let's use lupus if someone's like i don't have lupus anymore then it's like who am i well and sometimes that's like who can i blame for some of these things that you can't like for me i know in college i used to tell people a lot of times that i couldn't do things because of lupus like i can't go out i can't drink i can't eat that like whatever because i have lupus and it was like a great excuse but like now I'm so much more comfortable just saying, I don't want to do those things. This is how I choose to take care of my body. I feel my best when I do this, mm-hmm. whether or not I have lupus. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been a huge point of growth for me. And I would love to get to the point where I don't feel any need ever to identify with lupus because I just feel like I'm taking care of my body and I'm doing the things that I feel best about doing, whether or not I have any sort of label. Yeah. I think that's a really important point to make. Like, when we're talking about this, I'm like, any decision you make, even if you are actively, like, okay, let's say you actively are working through some health issue, and you're like, I don't want to go out because I don't want to eat that. Do not say, I am I can't eat that because I have SIBO. Right. Say, I don't want to eat that. It doesn't make me feel good. It's not Period. because of the SIBO. It's because you don't want to. Like, but the more you are, like, letting that, that I am choosing not to eat this. Of its own as mm-hmm. a controlling you, and like that becomes you. It, it's just feeding into it, mm-hmm. you know. Like, and I think for a lot of us, it goes back to how people feel like they need to justify all of their their health decisions because it, we feel like people outside of us are looking for that, and they're like, "Well, why don't you eat this? Why don't you eat that?" Like, the only reason you need to not want to do something is because you don't want to. End of story. Yeah, end of story. And I think sometimes it can be hard with someone like, so with celiac, for example, like even if you want to eat the gluten filled pizza, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you shouldn't do it, Mm -hmm. but I think it's reframing that. It's not like I can't eat that because I feel like it's like, if I will eat that, I know that these are the consequences. Mm -hmm. Do I want those consequences? If you do great, go for the pizza. I, I'm not willing to make that sacrifice. You know, like I know how it impacts me and that's not what I want to do. So I think reframing that and giving, putting yourself in the driver's seat, mm-hmm. like I get to choose how I want to feel and I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. And with a celiac, it's like, it's not, I don't eat gluten because I can't, because I feel like I don't want to. Because I know how it impacts my yeah. body. Like I don't want to, not that I can't, you can't, you can't do anything. You just don't want to. Well, and that's, that's been a big one for me. So like some, some, some blocks are easier for me to work through than others. Mm-hmm. And one that's been really hard for me, that was really hard for me was around like working out. Cause I didn't want to say that like, I can't do certain workouts or like, I would say that like, I can't do X, Y, Z because of lupus. Mm-hmm. Or, like I'll be too tired or whatever. And lately I've just realized it's like, I don't want to be that tired. Mm-hmm. It's not that I can't do it. Like, I know that if I really want to get really good at, like, running or hit classes or something like that, I could do it. Mm -hmm. But at what cost? And is that worth it to me? No. Like, I feel really good when I do walks and I do yoga sometimes and I do these dance classes sometimes. And, like, Mm -hmm. that just is how I feel good. And there shouldn't need to be, like, a label that excuses that. Yeah. Sorry, that was a rant. No, no, I think it's I think it's a good thing for people to hear because, like, I mean, we talk about it in terms of food, but it's true in terms of, like, exercise or just, like, going out or, like, activities people want to do. Like, it's not like I don't want to go out because, like, I, it's not, I mean, I could go out, but 
I just don't want to. It's not fun. It's not fun for me to go in a crowded room where everyone's having shallow conversations. I'm like, uh, because I hate small talk. Preach. I hate small talk. And I'm like, why the fuck am I here? If I go to a party, there is a 100% chance that within 30 minutes, I've stolen whatever phone has is connected to the speaker. Yeah, I remember doing And I've put on a throwbacks playlist and I'm dancing. Whether, oh even if I'm by myself. I love it. Yeah, well, we have we are twelve songs that we know. Yes, that's we fine. Listen to twelve songs. I'm looking at these questions. Yeah, do we have um, any Instagram questions that we need? We, well, we answered the one about. Um, we need to wrap up soon. We're yeah. at an hour twenty. Oh man, um, I bet the listeners have just loved it. They they love it. They love it. But uh, what about? Uh, I think that's too big a topic. We can kind of wrap up. This is good. Okay. Well, somebody said the health and fitness fads that will die out in 2019, and then what? And then someone else said, "What health and fitness fads do you see coming in the near future? What will die out in 2019? Honestly, if keto doesn't die out in 2019." <laughs> I'm just like, I'm gonna die out in 2019. <laughs> I'm gonna die out. <laughs> if keto doesn't die out in 2019, I'm out. Oh my god. Um, Jesus Christ. Okay. What else is like a fad? I mean, CBD will continue to be in every single product. Yes, um, that that's on the rise. Yeah, it's, CBD is just like slowly on the rise. I'm trying to think of like what's I. You guys, I think carbs are making a comeback. Yeah, I think they are Cars too. Are making <laughs> in the paleo world, I think they yeah. are. Um, um, I think infrared sauna is going to be more and more. I mean, I'm super into it, um, but I think more mainstream people are going to start getting into it as well as especially like Juve just released their mini, which is only two hundred and fifty dollars, which I definitely like ordered. Um, Where are you going to put it? It's a mini. It's like this big. How do you use it? Like, they have one that's for your body. You could target areas or just on your face. So, I I want the face one, like, for your skin, just to see how it... But I think infrared sauna, more and more people are going to... That's not... To, that, to me, infrared sauna isn't, like, a fad. It's a, it's on a trend. It's, like... That's the hard thing for me is I don't follow fads, really. Yeah, I guess... I have a really hard time with I wanna fads. I want to say trends. I don't really like the term fad. Yeah. Like... I mean, it also depends who's using it. You know, it's like for a lot of things that come up, sometimes these become like lifestyle. Like, okay, like keto. People take like a keto fad. Keto is like a lifestyle for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like it it is a lifestyle. But then there are people who use keto as a fad. Like they do it for two weeks. And I'm like, okay, that's a joke. Well, same with CBD. Like I think putting CBD in like lattes and stuff like that is a bit of a fad. But using Ned... Oh, not a fan. Dude, Ned is my life. That is, I, I guess I just ordered Ned <laughs> to Christina's house because I couldn't be without it. I know. I told that's yeah a low point I, or I a high her, point. She was like gonna buy my extra bottle off her off me, and I was like, honestly, I like need to always have a backup bottle. <laughs> so it makes me uncomfortable to sell you my backup bottle because I need it. It was the right Shout call. Shout out to Ned. No, Ned is like very necessary. I mean. So thank you. It like has that. helped my inflammation so wait, much. Wait, wait, wait. Can I just rant about the fact that we went to Kodanya and okay, you pay three dollars extra to get CBD, and so <laughs> this na- so funny. naturally I tried to order the most extra drink. We possible. order. We have been so extra this whole weekend. <laughs> it's not even funny. Literally, the theme of this weekend is um, like if, if there's anything we could do to make it more extra, we will do it. Oh, it'll happen. I mean, we'll, we'll, can we we'll, please add the the beet cured smoked salmon? <laughs> 
sorry. What? <laughs> I just almost peed my pants. Okay. Okay, wait. And we're going to wrap this up at the end, and we're going to go over all the extra things we did. Okay. Basic-ass bitches, Babs 2019 is, <laughs> is the theme. It's a mood. Okay. But anyways, <laughs> so this girl, I ordered, I, I ordered the most extra i'm not putting babs on anything <laughs> hashtag babs. babs hashtag that paleo pizza crawl hashtag babs. hashtag that paleo pizza crawl is gonna be a thing um yeah i'm a genius i'm a branding genius babs 2019 <laughs> liz is putting on our stories anyways okay let me finish this story i buy the most extra drink i possibly can at good anya um god bless this woman who took my order she like definitely had an accent so i was happy she kept up with me and then <laughs> Um, they call my name and I go to grab it and I'm taking a picture because hashtag extra. And then she goes, oh, wait, I forgot to put the CBD in. And let me remind you, I paid $3 (laughs) for CBD in my turmeric matcha latte, turmeric matcha latte, sub coconut milk for unsweetened (laughs) cashew, take out the sweetener, add CBD. Okay. Anyway, she forgets to add the CBD. I'm like, oh, no worries. So she takes off the cap to add it in. And this bitch puts in one <laughs> fucking drop of CBD oil. This bitch. Like, literally, you guys, I'm not exaggerating. One little drop. Not even, not a full dropper's worth. Like, one measly drop. And then takes, takes a straw and then swirls it up. So I lose half my foam, which we all know is the best part. Yeah. And I was just this like. This bitch. And I, I'm like, I can't believe you just, like, so clearly showed me how much i'm getting ripped off like at least take it to the back and pretend like you're giving me more right it was right in front of me and i'm like looking at the cbd and i'm like this isn't even good cbd like it's not ned if it's not ned it's not real cbd if it's not ned it's dead to me it's not ned it's dead (laughs) that should be their new slogan i was so upset but honestly this is why i'm like good on ya Bye, Anya. Like, I was pissed. No, good Anya to good Anya. Good Anya. Yeah. Good Anya. But that's what happened with that. And it's fine. We went to Nectarine Grove twice. Nectarine Grove, honestly, the, the best. It's the move. We got bee cured salmon at Parakeet. And, and what did I get? Chaga Chai adaptogen latte or something mm-hmm. that was good i got something what? i don't remember what it was, it was called, called moon milk oh i got moon milk that's right it was delicious then we got nutrient drip ivs and at we got, yeah and i forget the name of mine the the rescue i don't know something i got the detoxification one yeah and they were amazing alchemy i'm gonna go incredible. there every day we had kombucha with pine pollen bee pollen bee pollen on top sprinkled on top they gave us the nicest goodie bags yeah we had the best goodie bags we both got this um like chocolate chaga protein powder oh yeah and we got this cbd chocolate that's sweetener free yeah we're psyched about it we're, we should try that yeah tonight later. yeah and then we also they had these massage chairs like while you're getting your drip that literally it, they, <laughs> Christina and, thought that I was having like a sexual experience yeah, in my massage felt, chair. I was like, should we turn fifty shirts on? <laughs> like what? what is I, I kept like softly moaning, and I was just like, no, it just feels so good. They envelop your whole body, like it gets your calves, it gets your your feet, it gets your and. It was incredible. And it reclines all the way down. You're completely inverted. I'm just like, wow, this is the move. Um, they have like, yeah, we went to Holy Matcha on top. Yeah. Yeah. Went to Holy Matcha and got, I got the best pumpkin spice matcha. Christina died. I had like a hot chocolate essentially. It was was delicious. I was having an experience there. And then, yeah, I mean, 
yesterday. Oh, Powerhouse Pizza. We went to Powerhouse, which is incredible so, pizza. To circle back, we're on hashtag that paleo pizza crawl. Yeah. And we are trying all of the pizzas in San Diego. We almost, okay, so we went to, we got Nectarine Grove Pizza. We got Powerhouse Pizza. We're going to go get gluten-free pizza tonight. Mm-hmm. And then we almost got we raw pizza. vegan pizza yeah. at this place today. But then we, we chickened out. We should have done it. It's too many pizzas. No, I no such thing. I mean. For girls who never have pizza. True. I got no I haven't eaten thing. more pizza this weekend than I have in a long time. Years. I feel like now that Powerhouse is open though, I'm gonna eat pizza a lot. Yeah. I mean I've I'm jealous. Had, I've already gone there like three times. So Powerhouse, for those of you who don't know, it has a gluten free crust. Yeah. So that they, is fire. They have regular whole grain crust, they have gluten free regular crust and then cauliflower crust, which is obviously gluten free. Mm-hmm. Um so they have different options, but like it's just all different types of pizza. And they have like, they have a vegan mozzarella cheese that you can do. They have tons of different veggies different you can sauces. add. Yeah. yeah, they have different sauces. Your own or make your own. They kombucha on tap. It was so good. Yeah, it's really, really good. And and the cauliflower crust is like really thin and crispy. Yeah. And then we also got, of course, Mood. we went back to that fucking place. Addie's, I hope Addie listens to this. Um, The Lion's, what is it called? Pack? The Lion's something? Pack? Is it the Lion's We don't know. The Lion's Den? All I know is, it's I thought, so good, guys. I, yeah, it's vegan, gluten-free cookie dough with honestly horrible ingredients, but is it, it that, are they that bad? They're pretty, like, aggressive. Well, they're they aggressive. taste really good. They taste really good, and we sampled some, so. Lion's Pack Encinitas, there you go. Lion's Pack. But they don't have an Instagram because I tried to tag. No, they do. Oh, that's new. Interesting. Okay, good to know. I don't know if it's new. I tried to tag Lions Pack before, and it was like some weird company, and I was like, whoa. So I we went in yesterday, and I was like, I'm just going to sample one, and I'm not going to get anything. Yeah. And I sampled three, and I got something. <laughs> Classic guilt trip, but yeah. No, so I wanted it. We've been extra, and then we did Reiki last night, and um tarot and pendulum sessions i like to i like to do the full spiritual experience with my friends okay wait this is so cute i just was looking at the lines pack on um, instagram and then i saw a comment from someone who just commented that she is hoping and wishing for a fun podcast with us next week oh that's so sweet molly elizabeth we love you that's so sweet molly elizabeth that's cute um but yeah that's what everything we've done and we went on walks. It's been, there's a torrential downpour today. That'll be Let's it. wrap it up. Okay, let's wrap this up. Liz, where can people find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram at that.paleo.girl. Or if you search hashtag that paleo pizza crawl. No, I'm just kidding. Or just go to my page and I've tagged her. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in everything. Um, I also have a blog at um, thatpaleogirl.com. I'm a pretty casual blogger, so don't expect much there. <laughs> but if you so want expectations, low. <laughs> expectations are low. But um, yeah, come find me there. All right, thanks. Thanks, Christina. Okay, I hope you guys enjoyed that chat with my friend Liz Anthony. Don't forget to reach out to her, check her out. You can find her on Instagram at that.paleo.girl or go to her website, thatpaleogirl.com. You can also listen to her on episode 140 and episode 89 of the podcast if you want to hear more from Liz. And I think that's about it. So don't forget that enrollment for my program, the Paleo and Lifestyle Program, opens up on Monday, February 18th. Super excited. And the program officially begins February 25th. You can go to bit.ly slash paleo women lifestyle to learn more or go to my website, christinaricewellness.com and just look under my courses tab. It's all right there. 
And if you've enjoyed this, make sure you join our Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. Get to know other listeners, some amazing people in there. We would love to have you. That's going to be it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and I hope you have an amazing day. I will talk to you again next time. Bye.